Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Jade, how is it going? Oh, you know, this is, I feel like, how I started every time. You know. <laughs> Living life. I feel like now we've started saying what we're going to do today at the beginning. And what we're going to do today mm. is we're going to talk about deep things. Carly and I were talking because a lot of our conversations have to do with poopy diapers and nap times yes. and tantrums. And I'm like, when's the last time we had a deep conversation? So I'm excited to dig deep with you today. I feel like people normally do this more in person. And especially since we're not all, we're all just staying at home right now. It's hard to even, I don't know, talk about deep things when you're not sitting next to somebody. Yeah. And like, do, we don't really sit around and do that with their husbands. I, I do remember one anniversary about Evan, these cards that were like thought provoking questions. And it was really cool. We sat on a balcony and just like asked each other deep questions. And it was amazing. But we're going to do that with each other today. That sounds like with like your spouse. That sounds like my idea of like a perfect date. And it would be Tanner's worst nightmare. <laughs> You know what's so funny is Evan was like, this is going to be like really weird, but he actually really, he enjoyed it. And actually, you know, I was thinking about, I was pregnant at the time and I couldn't drink and he was drinking. And so now I'm sad about that because it would have probably even been better if I had had a few glasses of wine as well. You could have been a little <laughs> bit more vulnerable. Maybe I would have, <laughs> but um, no, I just think it's. It's just nice sometimes to be like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about that in a while. Or yeah, what do I think about that? Or I also think 2020 has kind of been this year of people almost being forced to think. Yeah. Or soul search. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of soul yeah, searching a little bit. going on. We are going to get to that. We're going to do a few of those uh, thought provoking questions. But Jade, you said that you had a bad mom's moment. And I think it would be funny to also start out with a laugh. Yes. Okay, we used to do these all the time. We should do these more often. Yes. Where we like to share something that makes us feel like a bad mom and just and yeah. kind of laugh about it because we we all have these moments, right? We're not perfect and sometimes it's good to be a bad mom. Yeah. <laughs> it feels a little good. It feels a little rebellious. But, you know, mine's not even that big of a deal. But I was thinking today, or I guess like I was thinking last week around like Brooks's birth, birthday that I don't have like a lot of like baby book memorabilia for him and I was mm -hmm. thinking about does that make me a bad mom and I was thinking with Emerson I started a baby book and I did about you know I you start out really good you get really diligent in the beginning and then it like fizzles off and then with Brooks he doesn't even get one then I'm like oh my god and then what about my third baby am I not even gonna save like their like hospital bracelets am I gonna be that terrible and then when they're 20 years old and they're like hey mom do you have any cool stuff from when I was a baby <laughs> I'm gonna be like <laughs> they're like no <laughs> nope sorry you were the last kid like you know you just I just didn't have time to do that or energy to do that or am I just a bad mom for not doing it no I feel like that's normal honestly I was asking my mom a question the other day I asked her something about my childhood and she said which is I mean what you're basically saying she said I don't know you were my third kid like I remember things that happened with Zach but like I don't honestly I was just like going through it like I had three kids like I don't really remember and I was like, should that offend me or not? And I was like, no, because as a mom, I totally get it. 
Yeah. You know, with their first one, you're like, oh my gosh, let me get the nursery ready and let me do all these things. And then you're like, your third, I'm sure you're just like, okay, well, you can be in some room at some point. <laughs> like, right. Like with, we'll get there eventually. With Emmy, I have. And that's also okay. Yeah. With Emmy, I have like the outfit she came home from and the, from like the hospital and like for Brooks, I don't even remember what he wore home from the hospital. Yeah, I get it. You know, what's funny though now is we have the capability, which our parents did not have of um, like if you wanted to start a baby book and you wanted to see when his first steps were or when he started crawling, we all document everything in our phone. That's true. Every single day. So you could look back and be like, oh my gosh, there's his first step. There's his first, you know, food that he tried. It was an avocado, clearly, because I took a picture of it. So we do, like, if you ever really wanted to do a baby book, you could scroll through your phone and at least figure out some stuff. That's true. I should also... um print out just like Instagram photos and those little chat books or whatever they're called because Emmy. Oh yeah. I did. I, yeah. Emmy has those and she loves looking at them. And so I'm like, I need to, Mm -hmm. I need to like do that for Brooks. I need to just keep up on those. And that's a really easy solution at least, you know, you just print, you just print out your Instagram pretty much. Yeah. I did that with Bella and I was really proud of myself after I accomplished that. I need to do that with Charlie, (laughs) which I haven't accomplished at all. Uh, My bad mom moment really was, I don't, so my periods are just, they're not even that heavy. Like they start out heavy, but in the middle of the week, they're really not that bad. It's just like emotionally, I've never felt like so many emotions that happen to me during my period. Like I'm, I get really like stressed out, really like cryy, really emotional. Yeah. And yesterday, you know, Charlie's just like not sleeping. And so I woke up and I was really tired and, you know, Evan and I are trying to figure out the day and, you know, every little thing was getting to me and I just put Bella down for a nap and I went and sat down. And of course, you know, Charlie wakes up the moment Bella goes down and I was just sitting there and Charlie was right next to me. And I just, I couldn't even look at Evan, but I just said, I don't think I can mom anymore today. Mm. I don't normally say that because normally I just like, you know, you just keep going. You just keep pushing through. And in that moment, I felt so sad. I was like, this is so sad that I'm even saying this. But like I had just like hit such an emotional wall, a tired wall. And of course, you know, I I did. I kept powering through and I picked him up and I was like, okay, I'm going to get through. I'm going to push through this moment and we're just going to go like eat something. Like I'm just going to take you into this room and we're going to do some, a different activity and maybe my mind can go back to a better place or whatever. But it was really sad because I'm, I know that moms out there feel like that all the time and you feel like such a bad mom in that moment. But there are times where you just hit a wall and you're like, I don't know that I can do this anymore right now. Yeah. But like you have to do it because you're the mom and you have to, and you know, you have to, but like in that moment, you almost wish someone would run it like the Calvary would like run in and like, just to take your kid and like give you a moment but you just don't you don't have somebody to save you you know what though I had a moment like that the other day too and it's actually it's a very which I'm sure it is for you too it's a very rare feeling to feel like normally like you said you can dig deeper and you find something inside of you to just keep going for the day yeah but I the other day I had that moment too where I was literally done and I I I 
was Tanner was following me around. Emmy was following me around. Thank God Brooks was, <laughs> thank, thank God Brooks was sleeping. But I told Tanner, I looked at him and I go, I cannot uh. do this right now. I can't do you. I can't do you. I just need, yeah. I'm like, I, yeah. I'm like, this is, this doesn't normally happen. And he knows that. And I'm like, I don't have anything else. And I went upstairs and right. I sat in my bed and I just sat there and I, in the dark and did nothing. And finally, yeah. like a little bit later, he was like, did you notice I left you alone? I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. want a blue ribbon? <laughs> but like, I had to have it. Like I, there yeah. was, otherwise I would have probably like snapped and yelled at somebody and yeah. I would rather just like separate myself. But you're not a bad mom for doing yeah. that you know, we're human. It it was hard though. Like, I don't even think I woke up in a better mood, but I mean, the mood lasted not that moment of like overwhelmingness, but the mood lasted. I mean, till I went to bed and like, even at dinner, my parents brought us pizza and my dog jumped up on the chair next to the table. And I was like, Oh, get down. And I said it in like a way. And my parents had already known, like I, I warned them when they walked in, like, Hey, I'm going to like, not in a great place today. And my dad goes, whoa, I don't think I've ever heard you have a tone like that. And I was and it made me even more sad. I was like, oh, no, I'm now I'm a bad dog. (laughs) (laughs) Taking it out on the dog. Yeah. Yesterday was just a day. I just could. It was it just hard. But it really is like I feel like I'm obviously like probably lacking in some type of something, some type of nutrients or something. But I. Yeah, I just I have one of those like every period now where I just have a day where I'm like, can I just please run away and just go sit in a hotel and someone can just take care of my husband and my children and I can just have a freaking moment, which you totally (laughs) deserve, though, like and but like you can't do that, right? You can't go to hotels right now. It's so scary. The world's scary. You can. So then it just, just makes it even feel more overwhelming. <laughs> just sit in your room with a mask on. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> but you no, know, I mean, I'd do it. For one, I think all women would agree that their periods get worse after they have a baby. I don't know what it is. I just didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I definitely think it's a thing. And then for for Ugh. two, like we're human, you know, we're not robots. We're not Stepford or whatever that word is, Stepford wives. Right. You know, we're 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 not gonna be one hundred percent perfect all the time, and we have our limits. And you know, it's it's okay to like validate yourself. You know, it's okay to be like it's That's okay true. for. Me. I don't want to feel this way and I feel bad that I feel this way, but you know what? It's okay that I feel this way. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I'm also not used to having like a lot of emotions. Like that's Evan's job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm actually going to transition into one of these deep questions because this actually pertains to that. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to ask you, do you think that crying is a sign of strength or weakness? Okay, well, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> yes, that's why our answers are probably going to be different. But in this, but it's interesting just because I was like in cry yeah. place. So now my brain is like working in a different way. So I actually kind of have two different answers because I do think that crying is, it's good to be vulnerable and it's good to be in touch with yourself and like let yourself have crying moments and just like be okay with it and, and be with it in that moment. Um, Mm -hmm. and just let yourself feel. And I also do think that crying is very cathartic 
And I'm definitely someone who's very emotional and, and I perceive the world from more of an emotional standpoint than like a rational standpoint. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't like people seeing me as weak. And if it's like people that aren't in my trust bubble, I will not let you see me cry. And if you do, I'm like absolutely mortified. If something happens, I remember one time when I was pregnant and Tanner and I were flying to Hawaii on our our, uh, baby moon, something happened and I I started crying and and Tanner and I, I think we're fighting about something. And I started crying in the seat in the airplane and the stewardess came over and gave me a tissue. And she like was looking at Tanner with a dirty look, like mad at him. And I was like, well, it's not totally his fault. I'm totally like pregnant and just crazy too. But it's mortifying to me. Like I just like, that was like really embarrassing to me that I was like, oh my God, this lady is noticing. And I'm like leaving my mess on the floor, you know, in front of like strangers where I'm more of like a private crier or I cry in front of people who I really trust. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think it's a strength. I think it takes a lot of courage to be a vulnerable person and to yeah. be in touch with yourself and your feelings. And and I think it's healthy to cry. What if you cry like all the time, though? I had a boyfriend one time that he <laughs> cried all the time. Well, then maybe you like... <laughs> Maybe you need to learn how to be a little bit more grounded and not let your feelings take over your whole body. Because yeah. I'm definitely guilty of that too, where I will let a feeling consume me yeah. instead of just letting and just give instead of giving it permission to be there and feeling it and then letting it go. It's funny. We were have you watched um any of that Brave New World show? No. It's like a new show on Peacock, but it's about based on that book. I guess it's like a high school book people normally read, but um, there was a moment in it where it's basically about like a society of people that they basically take these like pills and drugs that control their emotions. So they never have any like bad emotions. And then there's like this society of like regular people like us who they're, they're actually called the savages, which are they're like bad people because they have emotions and they practice monogamy and they're like us. <laughs> and they're like, mom, being a mom is bad because the people in the other society like just make their uh, embryos and stuff. But there's this girl who's from the Society of No Emotions and she didn't have any more of her pills left. And she was like going, she was, she started crying. And the guy's like, you have to stop crying. And she's like, She's like, is this what you experienced? And he's like, yeah, you have to stop. And she's like, how? Like, how? and and I was sitting there and I was like, oh my gosh, she's she's me <laughs> because she, it's almost like when I cry, it all comes out. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I have the moments of when I cry and I'm just like, I let it out, but I I can't really even remember when I ever do that but I feel like whenever I feel the urge I just stop myself and like I told Evan the other day I go oh my gosh I was like being hormonal makes me go to like more of the cryy place and I was like there was a commercial on the other day and I I got like some tears in my eyes they didn't fall out (laughs) but I got some but I don't know I see it both ways like I think it's amazing to be vulnerable enough and it and in touch with your feelings so much that you can let yourself go. I feel like I'm such a control freak that I'm even in control of like, I can't, I just can't let myself go in a lot of ways. I get that because 
especially as moms, like we were talking about, you have to keep going, right? So if you, right. if you like stop the train to cry, then other things aren't being taken care of. So you, you just keep going because yeah, there's no, just, no time for it, you feel. Yeah. And I feel like it's almost, it, it's like, to me, sometimes it's like for you when you cry, it's like cathartic and you like, you could get done and like feel better because you had this relief. Oh, I don't, but I know I, I call it the crying hangover. I feel like shit afterwards. Oh, you feel oh, worse? Well, we'll see. Yeah, because, but it's, it's like a crying hangover, hangover is how I describe it. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I know some people definitely feel better when they cry. For me, I feel if I go down the path of crying, like it's almost useless. Like where is that going to even get me? Yeah. Like, it's just going to be me feeling bad for a long time. And who knows, maybe having a crying hangover after. And like, that literally did nothing to help me at all. Instead, if you suppress the emotion, you just continue forward <laughs> and then you've accomplished something. <laughs> that must be the three Enneagram. <laughs> well, no, it, it's weird. And I don't know if it's a strength or a weakness or a what. But I don't think there's a right or I wrong, really. You know, like, I definitely think that yeah. crying's not a weakness. But I do think it's not a, it's not bad if you don't cry a lot. You know, it's just based on personalities yes. too. Like Tanner doesn't cry a lot. And I feel like you and Tanner are very similar in, in personalities. Yeah. And But when he does cry, then I like have to really stop and be like, whoa, okay. Now I know that, the, yeah. you know, there's really some like levity to this situation if, if yes. he's crying. Right. But it's like. It's like a strength of Tanner to let go in that moment. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like the weakness in him let go. It was like the strength in him let totally. go. Totally. Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a good question, I feel. I don't know if we got anywhere with I it, liked but it's it. interesting no. to think about. I liked it. Okay, guys, let's take a break really quick and hear from one of our sponsors. Okay, I have, I have another question then. Okay. What can you do today that you were not capable of a year ago? Oh, man. There's so many things I wish I was better at. What am I? Um, I feel like I'm better at saying no. But I also think that comes with the territory of not being able to do anything. <laughs> Like, hey, do you want to go to dinner? Nope, can't. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's always been really hard for me. I feel such, such guilt about saying no. Yeah. And I feel like maybe that just comes with being a mom. And like, I feel like depleted a lot. Mm -hmm. And so if I know something is going to deplete me more, then I just say no. Even things on social media, like, I've muted a lot of people that just make me feel a certain way. And I feel like a year ago, I probably would have just really been dwelling on, you know, I don't know, maybe more of comparison or something. But now I just kind of say, if that's not good for me, I'm just going to like not, I'm going to like put it over here or say no and kind of say no to it. And like, that's better for good me. Good for you. And I don't feel like I used to be able to do that. I feel like I used to dwell on things more. And and now I kind of place it a little more to the side. Not like in a repressed way, but more of like an active, I'm going to put this over here and I know it's there, but I'm not going to let that bother me. Sure. And I'm going to like say no, and I'm not going to let it bother me that I've said no. Yeah, it sounds like 
it sounds like obligated things, like even like social media, like you felt like obligated to to listen to what this person has to say or follow them. And now you're like, right. I know what's best for me. I don't need you and whatever you're whatever you stand right about, whatever you stand for right now. So what are you better at? Authentic. I definitely feel like which I don't know why. It's just like this journey I've gone through the last year is just I feel like happier. I feel like I feel oh, like that's great. Yeah, I just feel like last year was really hard for me and I wasn't I was a stressed and I wasn't really capable of finding happiness or even really wanting to choose happiness and just like I don't know what it's been. It's just after having Brooks and just going through a lot with it and I had a really hard 8 months with him in the first 8 months and I don't know if it is pregnancy hormones or what it is, but I do have just a lot more like peace and like, but like willingness to choose it, you know, where before I was like, like, I guess I was dwelling too. I was that person that was like, felt like I deserved the the stress and deserved the hard, tough Mm -hmm. times. And now I just feel like I'm able to, like you said, just kind of like let go of things or put them aside. And I'm just like, Obviously, my life is so hard in certain ways and things are – I have hard days or bad days, but I'm able to, like, overall just feel, like, happier. I don't know. That's great. Mentally in a lot of – like, a much better place. But I also know it's because of choices, too. You know, some of it was not choices. Some of of it is just circumstance and things I went through. But now I'm, like – I feel like I've just done some healing and I'm able to just feel like I can choose happiness. That's great. Yeah. That just means if you're choosing happiness, that means that happiness will come in because like karmically what you're saying yes to is good things. Yeah. And you and I talk about like we send each other memes all the time and we're like, oh, this lady is so positive. I need this in my life. And I feel like I'm just, yes. I'm just gravitating more to that where I feel like there was a time in my life where I was gravitating more towards the negative. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely go, but I wave back and forth. Yes. I mean, we're all it's like, it is, it is like normal. <laughs> it's ebb and flow. And trust me, some days I am like a hellion, but <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like overall there's just more peace in my life, I guess. But I know but because I've been willing to choose it. Yeah, I like that. I think that's great. I think that just means you're now on the right path of positivity. Yeah, or just like healing. I've just done a lot of healing this last year. Okay, here is my next question. Let's see. What is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, my God. I mean, I really think it just comes down to being true to yourself. And I mean that in a way that like you're choosing a life, which I still don't do in lots of ways, that doesn't doesn't betray you, like not betraying yourself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's just really important. And I don't remember where I read that. It was probably like Brene Brown or something. <laughs> but like when you're not betraying yourself and you're living just like more authentically, like that self-love, that self-compassion part of you. Yeah. Then like then you're able to like work on other parts of your life too. And I just feel like we so easily become who we think we need to be for others because Oh, you totally. know, to feel to feel worthy, to feel loved, to feel important, to feel noticed, you know. You know what's so sad about that is like everybody who I feel like successful people in the music industry or 
they always are creating something new, you know, and and so their authentic self has led them to be in totally different and totally individual. Sure. But like so many people strive to be like, oh, I want to be what that person is. But that's not actually that's not good. Don't be mainstream. Be individual. Do things differently. Do things weird. Tap into your weird and like love it. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. Like be that authentic self because that authentic self is like what's going to actually make you shine. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, you sit down with yourself and you feel good about yourself. You know, if you're right. living from the place of like personal conviction, personal authenticity. Yeah. If you had to teach something, what would you teach? I think it would be, which I'm so bad, <laughs> but I think. It would probably be like a like a motivational. My grandfather always said, which is, I guess, more like a advice thing that I've received. But my grandfather always said, like, dream your dreams and work like hell to make them come true. And I feel like people have dreams that they, you know, gosh, I have this the biggest dream ever. But when they see the dream, it's like so big that they don't think they could ever even step one step closer towards it because it's just so unattainable that they just never try. Or scary. Yeah. And then like fear overwhelms them. And and so they don't take even a small baby step towards it. And I think sometimes those small steps, those first small steps are what actually propels you there. It's like going to get in your car and going to the gym. Like sometimes it just feels like so daunting. But then by the time you're in the car and then you're driving there and then you get to the gym and then you get in the gym, you're like, hey, this doesn't feel I actually feel pretty good here. Like lifting weights like I feel pretty powerful. And you leave and you're like, man, I did a great job, man. I feel good, like looking in the mirror and my muscles and whatever. But I feel like I would teach take a baby step towards like your dream and one step closer to your dream is like you're like a step closer. Like, think about yeah. it. You're getting there. You're making waves. You're getting there. So I think it would probably be like a motivational talk on like you can actually do it. I dig it. That's what I think it would be. And I need to be better about that myself, which I'm trying to lately. I'm like, okay, if, you know, if I really want to do this, like what's it actually going to take? And those those first steps are like, oh, my gosh, is this even worth it? Because that's loft. That's a lofty goal. But, you know, if you don't. I don't want to look, I don't want anyone to look back on their life and say, man, at least I could have tried. Yeah. Like let the, like I want everyone to be at the end of their life and say, you know, I, maybe I didn't make it to win an Oscar, but like, do you remember the acting class I took? That took me, that taught me so much. Or I met this great friend I never would have met, you know, yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, I feel like what you're saying is to, like, not let fear run your life, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I feel like a lot of people hold themselves back just due to the fear of something. Oh, totally. And if totally. you could take that baby step and just, like, walk through the fear, then you'd, you wouldn't yeah. have any regrets no matter what the outcome was. You know, at least you tried or did it. Yeah, and I just feel like what – I don't know. I feel like that one step is just going to teach you something so huge. That first step yeah. is so scary, but that might be the step that like changes your freaking life. Do it, Carly. Teach us the way. Well, I don't know the way, <laughs> but that, I'm thinking about it. 
<laughs> Maybe I got to figure out, do it myself, and then I'll talk yeah. to you guys about it. <sighs> hey, let's take a quick break and let's hear from some of our sponsors. Um, okay. When do you most feel like yourself? I think there's like two different things I feel. I definitely feel like I'm fulfilling fulfilling purposes in my life by being a mom. And I feel like myself when I am fully present with my children. But I also feel like myself when I'm being creative on my own. And whether that's just listening to music or finally working on a project that I've wanted to be like working on. I feel like it's just when I am expressing myself in a creative way. Yeah. I feel like I'm being myself. And that and you're like spending quality time with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely kind of like a form of the, that like self-love it is when I'm being creative and in my own internal world. Um, and just finding like my purpose within that, it makes me feel like in touch with myself, I guess. That, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Creativity is so, so huge. Yeah. And I like, because like, where does that even come from? Yeah. I like being a creative person. Like it's definitely part of my it's, personality. Yeah. Like when I, when I'm like driving down the road or something and I start writing a song and I'm like, where did that come from? Did I grab it out of the air and then it just like went inside me and then I wrote it or did like, where did that, where did that come from? God, did it come from like, where, where does this creativity come from? It's so weird to think about. Yeah, it really is for sure. It's really cool. Okay. Let me ask you one more. <laughs> oh dear. Would you break the law to save a loved one? Yes. Even like a <laughs> felony? Um, I, it was so funny. I was talking about this the other day. Like if something, like if something happened to Bella, if somebody tried to kidnap Bella. Oh, well, yeah. They'd be dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like they'd be dead. Like I would kill them. No problem. I wouldn't even think about it. I would, I mean, yeah. What about if it was like a life or death situation? I mean, if like somebody was. What if they were trying to kill Evan or kidnap Evan? Would you kill? Oh my god! Does it change? Yes, but like, it's a different feeling. <laughs> it is. It really is. Well, have you watched Unsolved Mysteries? No, I need to. It's so good. We've been watching a lot of TV, I guess, lately. But like missing, you know, there's like a bunch of about like missing people who like obviously end up murdered and they don't know who did it. But um, like Evan the other day was like, "What if I said I was like going out to the mailbox?" And then I didn't come back. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, what would you do? And I'm like, I don't know. But like if it's a different feeling than, OK, so if everyone out to the mailbox and didn't come out, there would be a million thoughts that like race through my head. Probably not. He's been kidnapped. Right. But, right. But like if Bella went outside on back. the porch yeah. and then just <gasps> didn't come back. I would think like something horrible has happened. And who's the person that I'm going to kill? <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? It's almost like a different instinct that kicks in. Oh, 100%. I would I would do something bad. Would you say they were like, say this kidnapper then was <laughs> making a totally fictional <laughs> situation. Scenarios. Yeah. 
say this kidnapper had Bella and Bella was safe, but they were like, you must rob a bank to to get your daughter. Obviously, you would. Um, right. Or you must. What's something like what about like like the saw scenarios where you like have to like do something to somebody else who doesn't deserve to die to oh save Oh, gosh. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't know that I could do that. You'd have to kill them. Because, in, I mean, <laughs> I don't know that I could. Like, if I was seeing, like, a video of Bella and they're like, we're going to release her if you kill this person. That's just, like, a, a random person that's walking down the street. I don't know what I would do. I think I'd probably try to figure out a way to make them look like they actually died, but, like, they didn't die. <laughs> Like, I feel like I'd fill, like, a gun up with, like, bullets made of ketchup. And then, like, tell the person, <laughs> hey, fake die. Yeah, fake die. <laughs> fake die over here. I'm going to kill it. You're not going to die. <laughs> this bullet is going to have ketchup in it. Like, I feel like I'd try to figure out everything that could possibly be, like, a fake scenario to make the person think that happened. And then I would, like, hire the FBI. I don't know. I don't know that I could just kill a random person because I wanted to save Bella. Yeah, I mean. I don't know that I could. Oh, gosh. This is also awful. It really. We have to end on th- a different this one. Is this a really is a bad, bad one. one. <laughs> I know. I could even go even weirder places with this if you wanted. But I don't know. Oh, if, I don't know if people want to think about these thoughts in their head today. So this is a bad. This is a bad one. OK, uh, let's let's end on a easier one. OK. OK. If you could go back in time and tell your younger version of yourself one thing, what would it be? Um, to not date stupid boys. <laughs> oh, I totally get that. Yeah. Like to, to know my worth and to know that um, I just feel like when I was in high school and what I put up with, with dating and everything I just felt like for some reason that I didn't deserve to be liked by this person and that they were better than me and that I should just put up with whatever and I just wish I would have like I wish I could go back and tell myself like things that I would tell Emerson you know just yeah just that you have so much worth and they don't deserve you (laughs) and you know you deserve like to be treated in a certain way and that I just wish I gosh why did we do yeah, that yeah I know I just wish I would have just like so told stupid. myself to like hold my head high and to hold up to my standards and I also feel like when you're in like abusive relationships part of you just keeps like you know at some point you see like the good in this person and you're like but there is good there and you just hold on so tightly to that good that I don't know. It just it just messes with you so bad. I mean, abusive relationships are so just uh, it's just like the saddest, most awful thing. Which we should have a podcast about abusive relationships and have someone come on to talk about that and how to help yourself. Yeah, I mean that's a whole that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, of course. Now I'm like, let's end on this. <laughs> I thought it was supposed um, to be good. <laughs> it was. I w- I think I would say. I would tell myself, your life is going to be totally not what you thought it was going to be. It's going to go in a totally different way, but it's all going to turn out like really great. Like you're going to have such strong love in your life and you're going to accomplish like Mm. great things. So just stop 
worrying that you're not going to amount to anything. Is that what you know? Like, is that what you were worried about? Well, I've just, I mean, let's, yeah, I, I shot down this Enneagram thing, but like a three is like constantly worried that they're not going to like be enough. I want to be the best at this. I want to do not this. I want to do this. I want to do this. So it's like task, 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 success, success. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, ever since I was in high school, I was like, you know, I want to be on Broadway. I want to be a singer. I want to do this. And I want to do this. And like, I have accomplished those things. I haven't been on Broadway, but you know, I mean, the only other thing I've done besides wait tables was like, I've been a singer and waited tables. Like that's been, those have been my jobs besides, you know, this podcast and thing, but I may have not accomplished the big things yet, but I, I have accomplished those things. And like, and the way my life has panned out now, like I've accomplished so much more than I ever thought I would, but in different ways. Again, like you might have not won the Emmy or the Oscar, but like you have an um, award winning like, podcast. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> um, but like everything's going to be really great. I lo- like yeah. don't worry about not fulfilling these lofty goals you have because they still could happen, but you're going to love your you're life. Still, yeah. Trust yeah. me. You know, I think that's what I would say. Stop worrying about it. Okay, last one, I promise. Just something simple. What makes you smile? Oh, man. Bella's jokes. (laughs) She's so funny. She just makes me laugh every day. She's so ridiculous. I know Emmy makes me laugh just as much. Like, I, you know, you can... Toddlers are hilarious. They're just funny. They're so funny. And, like, they say the most random things, and you just look at them with, like, confusion and just laugh. And, like, you can be in a horrible mood and they just say something and you're like, oh, my gosh, how did you crack me? How did you crack that open in me to laugh right now? That's true. There's so much yeah. There's so much personality in one tiny little body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to end mine on a really uh, shallow note, but one thing that makes me... <laughs> one thing that makes me like smile that. is this Chipotle burrito I'm eating. Oh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> I totally get that. I'm jealous. Yeah, this pregnant lady can't hang. I got to eat. Oh, yeah. Keep eating. That is one thing. You know, I don't miss much about being pregnant, but I do miss the eating um, when you feel like you can eat after you've crossed that throwing up threshold. And I miss, well, I do miss also the excuses. Like, no, I can't do that. I'm pregnant. Like some, sometimes that is really nice to do. Yeah, people can't, um, people can't be mad at you when you give that excuse. No. They can't eat. The ultimate. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, well, you guys, thank you for for listening to our deep conversations with Carly and Jade. Yeah. I feel like we should have talked like that the whole time. That would have set like a really cool tone. We didn't do that. (laughs) I'm not that cool. You know what? Also, if you're listening and you have some thought provoking questions, send them our way. And maybe like every couple of weeks we could do like a thought provoking question during our episode just to like for everybody and for everybody to kind of have something to like for thought. Yeah. Or like call your best friend and ask her the question and like ask your husband and like keep things not so surfacey. Don't talk about Chipotle burritos. Or you can. <laughs> Life also needs to be about the delicious small things. Yes. <laughs> but then, you know, the bigger whys and hows also need to be talked about too. And I feel like you, 
I've learned so much about you and you've learned so much about me even in the past years of asking questions like this. I do like when we do these because I do like learning about yeah. you. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you and we really appreciate, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. We do. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I sometimes wonder, <coughs> sorry, because I'm choking. I sometimes wonder, I'm like, wow, we have a lot of people that tune into this and that really does touch me. Like anyone, anyone who takes the time to actually listen to me talk, I'm like, you want to listen to me talk? It like touches me. It's really nice. It's nice. So thank you guys. And thank you for tuning in every week and for rating us on iTunes. If you, you know, if you're putting that five star out there, we love you so much because it does help other moms find us. And hopefully we are creating a community where all moms can feel a part of it. So thank you. And we will see you all next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.